Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by AJF Plaster, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 279. Just, as always, thanks to everybody who tuned into last week's show. This week, we have got two winning games to review. It's been forever. I feel like since we've been able to say that, we've got two brilliant games that we're going to quickly go over. Uh, the week that was, uh, bringing you up to date with any news that you may have missed, I don't think there was that much, but uh, just in case you missed it, and of course we've got all the views that you will need. So without further ado, let's just crack on, and as always we start with a word from our sponsor. Yeah, so the podcast is proudly sponsored by AGF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company who cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, and they specialise in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is they have a 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. So if you need any plastering or any rendering done, get in touch with Adam and the boys. There are various ways. You can go on their website at www.agfplastering.co.uk or you can email Adam and the team at agfplastering at outlook.com or you can look at the boys on social media and drop them a message. They're on Instagram and on Facebook under AJF Plastering. And Adam himself is on Twitter, and you can find him at Big Ads with a Z L O F C. Absolutely. So, a couple of things to bring you up to speed with on the Supporters Club in terms of tra- away travel. On Tuesday, the 29th of March, we're travelling up to Oldham. It is a 7.45 pm kickoff. Coaches leave at 12.30 p.m. The cost is £39 for adults, 36 concessions and £20 for children. Saturday, the 2nd of April, we then travel up to Walsall. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff with coaches leaving at 10 a.m. Adult fare for that one is 37 quid. Concessions are 34. Children are just 19 quid. And just remember, those prices do not include your match day tickets. You'll need to get them separately. For any or for either of those trips, you'll need to call the travel line now on 07507 539579. Beautifully done. And before we move on to the week, that was one piece of AOB this week. So we just wanted to give a shout out to O's fan based in Scotland at Alan Mackler 1 after he sent us a DM. And we know it's been a difficult time for you, mate, and your family. We just wanted to say... We're here for you. Appreciate the support and your DM and hope you know things get better for you and just wanted to wish you all the best, Alan. So from yourself, Stan Chums, all the best. Absolutely. So the week that was then, happy Monday, the 21st of March. The LOFC Academy announced that young O Harrison Sodjay had completed a loan move until the end of the season to Averley FC, who are currently top of the uh, in their Isthmian League. So good luck to Harrison. Yeah, nothing else on this happy Monday. So let's go to Tahuay Tuesday, 22nd of March, as we went to Harrogate Town to play them in the rearranged fixture from earlier in the season. The team was announced this one at 6pm with Lawrence Vigor in goal, Adam Thompson, Omar Beckel, Shadogi and Connor Wood at the back with Darren Prattley and Hector Kiprianu in the central midfield. Then Otis Khan, Theo Archibald, Ruel Satoyu and Aaron Dryden making up the 11. And on the bench we had Sam Sargent, George Ray, Matt Young, Ethan Coleman, Paul Smythe, Harry Smith and Frank Nublay. So that meant that there were two changes from the side who beat Rochdale in the previous match as out went Ethan Coleman and Paul Smythe who both dropped to the bench and in came Darren Prattley and Otis Khan. And I think for me that's pretty much as I expected. Decent squad on paper, got that nice blend now of youth and experience, something that the previous manager had complained that it was too youthful. Now I think we've got that, that really nice blend. I thought yeah. that team was spot on. So obviously we, we push fan hub a lot where you can predict the team. I've got oh, 11 did you out know? of 11. Right. Based on the f- previous Saturday where I think Ethan Coleman had quite a tough game, I thought Prattley would come in. I thought Prattley done really well against Rochdale. So I thought Prattley might come in and get his place back. And he did. Did you I, get your beer? Did I get my beer? Yeah. From? Van Hub. If you get 11 out oh, of 11. Oh no, I didn't. I'll, I'll be claiming a beer uh, at some point soon. I, I didn't know you could do that. So yeah. no, I didn't get my beer, but... Prattley, I predicted, and I thought that he might drop Smythe just because trying to manage him back to fitness. And now he's got Smythe, who he can take out, and Khan, who he can put in. as almost like a direct replacement. So I had him down for that. So I was happy. That was my prediction. So I thought that was Bob on. And also options on the bench as well. I think we said, I think a week ago, where there were no defenders on the bench. It was like there weren't many options if you had a defence injury. Obviously now you've got Ray 
on the bench and a few different options and attacking wise to have Paul Smith, Harry Smith um, on the bench and potential game changes. Yeah, so yeah. happy with that. I, I think the the fa- I think what we'll probably see is Khan and Smith be, Smythe being the interchangeables there be, as they manage. Smythe back and not yeah. wanting to get him injured I think they'll be the interchangeable ones not to give the opposition too much of an advantage in case they do listen we had quite a few tweets that came in for this one just a couple to read to you about the team Orange Finkter said he's happy with it it's important to utilise the squad there's a fixture pile up that's horrific and if you factor in the tra- yeah. travelling it's important to, to be able to rotate good point safe hands and zero zero. so I think Wellens has got this one right it's away from home so let's attack him with Karnin for Smythe which also manages his potential for injury. Yeah. Four three three away and a four two three one at home. Yeah, so the match got underway in the fourth minute, some great control from Aaron Drynan saw him create some space, get across in, which Ruel uh, ended up heading that one wide. Good move there, good build up, and look looking to get at them pretty quickly. I like the fact get out, be while you're fittest and sharpest and uh, and, and freshest, just get at them and, and try and put them on the back foot and put them under the cosh from the get-go. That, yeah. That's what I like. Good early intent there. Yeah. Good early intent. A minute later, Harry tested Vigaru after Lewis Richards was fed in. His fish shot was well saved by Vick. So a bit of a fiery opening to this one. Yep, 10 minutes on the clock now. A long ball in behind. Caught Connor Wood out and Fallowfield was in on goal. But fortunately, Vigaru left his line, came out and prevented the man from scoring. Done well with it, Viggs. He did. Read it well. Came out. Shut the angle down. Made it difficult. Yeah, well played, Lawrence Vigoura. Huge let off for Harrogate in the 11th minute. A long pass from Connor Wood was on our left. They found Theo Archibald at the back post. His initial header hit defender, but the ball fell kindly for him, and he smashed his shot at goal. But it hit the base, didn't go in, went back out into play. Unlucky there, Theo Archibald. To the left, it's in. Yeah. Superb ball from Connor Wood. I mean, Connor's come under a bit of criticism from, from fans, particularly fans I've spoken to and, and some of the tweets we've had. Absolutely, his crossing is absolutely on point there. Absolutely fantastic. So, fast forward 10 minutes then. Another great chance for Orient. There's a nice dummy from Darren Prattley. Saw the ball reach Ruel Satoriu, but Oxley in the Harrogate goal. Came out quickly to stop Satoriu's fierce shot, and a Harrogate player was injured. Play stopped while he was substituted. Yeah, from the resulting corner, Harrogate tried to counter, but Otis Khan stole the ball. He drove forward, and he had a shot wide from about 25 yards. Important to know. There's a lot of chances, a lot of attacking attempt from both teams in the yeah. opening 20 minutes, which is unlike most games that we've reported on over the last couple of months. That's so, right. could speed the Richie Wellens effect. Just That's go right. in for it and try and just, you know, you attack us and we'll attack you and see what happens. In case there are, there are. I haven't noted it here, but uh, or we haven't <clears> noted it here, but um, um, Harrogate were changing their shape. Because like uh, I, I watched si- uh, Simon Weaver. Simon Weaver's post match, he said we had to adapt a couple of times because we had them penned back, and you know we're we're not just talking about our chances because they're our chances. If Harrogate had had more chances, yeah, we'd be talking about it. So you can see that there's there's a lot of intent to you know from the get go from the resulting corner after that player was uh, substitute. We we we'd won a corner. Oxley put out for a corner from the resulting corner. Harrogate tried to count. I'm oh, sorry, you've just read that one. Apologies. <laughs> Twenty two minutes on the clock. Route one from Harrogate that saw the ball bounce off Shad Ogie into Beck's path, but he put his effort wide and ended up clashing with Vigaru. And yeah, made a point here. Very entertaining end-to-end game. Really like what I'm seeing from us. Yeah. Makes a change. Good sign. 27th minute in the Harrogate commentators said, and you've mentioned this before, oh, Harrogate yeah. changing their shape. They had to change as they were being pinned back. On the half hour, we had another chance. It's Darren Prattley's neat pass. Found Aaron Drynan, who in turn found Royce to you just inside the box. His first time strike. Flew over the crossbar. Yeah, 37 minutes on the clock. Archibald was inches away from getting on the end of another brilliant Aaron Drynan through ball. He certainly was. Two minutes of added time. Not were played. Nothing else to talk about. Sides went in even at the break. Half time. We got a tweet from Boggs Dollocks One. He said, decent first half. Some lovely passing moves. Seems a totally different team from a month ago. Confidence seems on the up. Football with a smile on your face. Love it. Absolutely. So, don't know what the official attendance was, but we believe there were 206 Orient fans who take some have taken advantage of the free, free coach, coach travel uh, up there. So, kudos to all 206 of you who made that, that journey. That's not a, a, a quick trip, shall we say. Second half kicked off. No subs for the O's, and it was Orient who took the lead in the 51st minute. Adam Thompson's long ball from deep in our half as we tried to play it out was met by a defender. He only headed it as far as Darren Prettley, who's instant reaction was to head it back he ended up heading it into Aaron Drynan he turned drove into the box and fired a blistering effort from an angle beyond Oxley 
to make it 1-0. Wonderful finish. Took it like a striker who'd, who'd been in red-hot form and obviously Dryden hadn't, hadn't scored yeah. in a long time. But I think you've got to give kudos to Pratty there. Quick thinking with his yep. head. Great ball into Dryden, who's still got an awful lot to do. Take it forward, hold of his man, and that, he rocketed that shot past the keeper. Great finish. Well played, Aaron Dryden. Don't know how he's found the, found the back of the net from that angle, to yeah. be honest. With the keeper positioned and their man putting him under pressure. Really, really good. What an instinctive thing. Fantastic goal. You love to see it. And just like buses, we wait ages for one. Two come along at once as Aaron Dryden doubled our lead in the 57th minute as a shadowy long throw. It was flicked on by Omar Beckles. Dryden, right place, right time. Smashed the ball home. And it was 2-0. Dryden went on the double. Love it. I mean, exactly. Like buses. I mean, so hopefully that will give him the confidence boost that he needs to then push on. I know Richie Wellens has said he doesn't like the long throw However, yeah. it's it's turning it's in to a pivotal weapon, and that's another tool that Shadogi gives you. It's not only a great mm-hmm. defender who's learning his trade and playing really well at the back. He, that long throwing is causing chaos among defenders. Yeah. I mean, every game Wellens has, has uh, managed, he's used that when he started Ogi to literally put pressure on the defense. But why would you not? And to be fair to Jacket, I'll give Jacket his dues. Jacket did like a long throw into the box as well. So it's not something that yeah. has just come around since when it's started. But. I don't understand why you don't why you wouldn't like a long throw because it's as good as having a free kick from that point. Yeah. You know, if you've got someone that's a weapon. You know, Absolutely. we had it with Sam Ling, we've got it with Shadow. I think Paul Smythe can can throw. And that was Aaron Dryman's eleventh and twelfth goal league goal of the season. And we've got Harry Smith on twelve goals at stuck on twelve goals at the moment as well. So you know, we've got two players in the top two, four, six, you know, six, uh, a third of the top six are our players. So, um, so yeah, things you love to see. Four minutes later, Aaron Drinham was going for his, going for his hat trick here, but he headed just over the bar. Yeah, on the 64th minute, a brilliant effort from Hector Kipriano as he won back possession. We attacked in great numbers, but one off run from that, and from that attack, Rusev Turi fired over. From inside the box, he loves a shot, Ruel. Yeah, like, but I love, head down. I love that. Put his laces through it. Yeah. If he sniffs that he's, if his radar's going off that he's in, he's in striking distance and can see the goal in the back of the net. He's going to go for it, and I've got no problem with that. I think at times we've the the problem we've had is we've tried to walk the ball into the box and score from inside the box. Actually, if you've got a bit of space and a bit of sight of goal, go have a it. go. Yeah. Worst case, you miss. Second worst case, the keeper saves it. It comes out to us and we maybe can score from that because it does happen more often than not. Uh, and, and best case, he scores. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so why, why not? Harrogate were trying to find a way back in the game and had a couple of chances before Diamond had hit the post, the Orient post, in the 70th minute. I think Very we, close. I think when they hit the post there, you were like, they ain't gonna, it's not going to be their night. Mm. I think we've had enough of those as Orient fans when you just know whatever you do, it's not going to go your Correct. way. I think at that point, you're like, we, we ain't going to lose this game. But two minutes mm. later... The informer El Satori put the game beyond doubt as Darren Prattley again intercepted the pass in midfield. He got the ball to Dryden, who was on the stretch, but he was able to send Ruel Satori through. The last defender slipped. Ruel, lovely finish, made no mistake, put it under the keeper to get his fifth goal in six games to make it 3-0. Lovely finish. That's a confident striker doing what he does best, buried it. And once he was in, you knew he weren't going to miss That's that. That's right. 3-0 away to Harrogate. Who would have thought it? I, that's a proper coupon buster for me. <laughs> yeah. Absolute coupon buster. That was Ruel's last contribution, though, as he made way for Paul Smythe in the 75th minute. Yeah, four minutes later, second sub of the game. Zan Dryden had to be substituted. He was replaced by Harry, yeah. Harry Smith. He picked up an injury there. 82 minutes on the clock. The third and final Orient sub as Theo Archibald made way for the young Matt Young. Yeah, managing his plays nicely, I'd say there. Uh, well, at 3-0, you know it's job done really, so you know. Especially in the 82nd minute. Yeah, absolutely. Six minutes of time added on. Three minutes in to added time. Harry Smith, he wanted to get his goal, but he had a header. Almost got it, but hit mm. the post. Unlucky there. Yeah, really unlucky. And with no further talking points, the game ended with the O's winning emphatically, securing our first back-to-back wins in 2022 and our first away win since beating Bristol Rovers 3-0. Oh. However long ago, that many that, moons ago. That it seems like an eternity ago. <laughs> that does feel like a long time ago. Richie Wellens' uh, post-match interview with the club is available on YouTube. If you've not watched it, go back and watch it. Obviously, Richie, very happy with what he saw. I like the point Richie um, had to say about not being happy with fans singing how uh, poor. poor must you be we're winning away. So he, as well as changing the mentality of the players... He's also trying to do it to the fan base as well. And I think there were a few tweets after his first game where people were moaning 
and he was trying to get them not to moan. He said, like, don't moan, get behind the players. So you can see it's not just important for the mentality of the players. He's also trying to get fans not to sing like songs with a, a, a negative connotation that's to right. the team. So I thought that's quite clever. Now. I've not really heard many managers... I don't watch many managers to do many post-match interviews, but I don't think many would comment about songs your own supporters are singing when you're winning they're away wouldn't. from home. So I like so that. What played with you? It's, it's, a, it's a really great point that you've mentioned there. I mean, on the one hand, he's trying to change the mentality of the club, not just the players, exactly. but the club. I, I'm on board with that. Challenge culture, I believe uh, Nigel Travis calls it. Absolutely. <laughs> Even wrote a book on it. I, I do think, though, that if it's a, it's a huge tongue-in-cheek. Of course. Chant, and I don't think it's right necessarily that the manager should be saying that. But if it's going to impact the players, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's six of one and half dozen of the other. It just depends which way you want to look at it. I, I think we should sing more positively. But you know, if you're giving it to the Harrogate fans, and bearing in mind they're above us, given bearing in mind the last twenty odd games that we've had, it's just a little bit of light relief of amongst course. the amongst the fan group. But you know, it is what it is. It is league table in that win. Sees us move up uh, the league to 17th place. How we've played 37, won 9, drawn 16, lost 12, a goal difference of 11 and 43 points. Other League 2 fixtures were played on this evening. I think, if I remember rightly, Oldham lost. I think, again, results were quite kind to us. I think Oldham lost again. So at that point, we'd pulled away from the relegation places and and you're thinking, actually, we're probably going to be safe now, barring... By a catastrophic tale of events, we're yeah. probably going to be safe. So, Bearded Legenda, your views yeah. on, uh, on Harrogate? Oh, excuse the language, but bloody hell. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that at all, but it seems we... I mean, it might be a bit of a bold statement, but it really seems we've turned a corner now with, yeah. with Richie. He's clearly an infectious guy. He's clearly got the right character traits of man management. You know, 80-20 rule, you know, 80% of football is more mentality than it is ability. Yeah. They can all kick a ball. There's no question or, or a doubt about it. And even, I know we're going to come on to it later, but even after his post-match press conference from yesterday's game against Barrow, he was talking about not overloading the players with too much information, only for that to be then out of date because they've done something completely different. So just the way he thinks about how he prepares his teams, he tries to do it in the best possible way for them, not for him, because it's not him kicking the ball. And being a midfield player and being one of those that you know he had a very good career, so he understands... Uh, and has learnt from some pretty decent, um, some pretty decent people over the course of time, and see how good th- things should be done and, and how things shouldn't be done. Um, I think he's done wonders in such a short space of time. Uh, it doesn't mean we're going to win every single game now, yeah. like we're unbeaten. He's unbeaten at the moment, um, draws and wins. But um, it's a real positive and, in, and an infectious change, and the players really seem to be uh, a, a buying into it. Um, so that's fantastic. Uh, great to see Drynan find his scoring boots finally. He's yeah. had so many opportunities, but they haven't worked out for him. So it's really good to see uh, him. And what more can I say about Ruel? If I'm not, if I've not been speaking about him every week so far, uh, and how Kenny didn't, I know I stopped going on about how Kenny didn't play him, but the fact of what we're seeing now is a bit of trust and belief shown to the guy. Mm. And look what's happened. Are you paying it? He's he, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ruel starts climbing up the goal scoring leagues and overtakes. Uh, Smith and Drynan at some point because he is just he's just found his his scoring boots and he's doing extremely well so long may that continue and hopefully we can pin him down on a new contract uh, in the summer as well um, I thought to a man the work rate was exceptional I watched it on the stream uh, I thought it was exceptional exactly what we've been missing effort desire determination willingness teamwork it, it was all there in abundance I thought it was fantastic very happy with the transformation I'm seeing. Nicely done. I think for me, yeah, a very good win uh, against a, a team who, who you know came to Brisbane Road earlier in the season and properly done a job on us. And I think like you made a point of it. You can see the confidence is back. Players are playing for the shirt, smile on their faces, playing for one another, encouraging each other. And Richie getting behind them was good. Like I said, I thought the starting lineup was spot on. Completely agreed with that. Great to see Drynan get a double. I think we've spoken a lot about Dryden missing easy, easy mm. quite simple chances. That chance is probably one of the hardest he's had. had. He's just put his laces through. He's missed easier chances, yeah. Much easier uh, chances. What can you say about Satiru? It hasn't been said. You know, the kid's on fire at the moment. I didn't watch it. But great to see so many plaudits for Hector and Prattley. I think the centre of midfield has been our weakest area on the pitch in several games. And I think we've spoken about it recently, about how we struggled there. But by all accounts, Hector... Had a good game in this one. Prattley had a good game in this one. So very important to see those two players having an impact mm. uh, on the pitch. Clean sheet. Again, 
Yeah. No problem there for Vigarou. Uh And this will give the players more confidence. Like we said, and what a start Wellens has made. Four games so far at this point. Two wins, two draws. Long may the uh, Wellens revolution continue. Absolutely. Amen to that. So those were our views. We had an awful lot of views that came in. A lot of people saying a lot of the same things. That's really nice. Everyone seems to be back on the same page. Uh, so thanks to everyone who sent their views to our social media accounts, which are sponsored, as you know by now, by town and country estate agents who are Orient-supporting highly successful estate agents. West Stand season ticket holder is one of the directors, Charlie Paul. He's offering all Leighton Orient fans and staff a whopping 20% off of his usual fee. So if you're thinking of moving, keep it in the Orient family. Save yourself a few quid in the process and give Charlie a call. You can call him directly, actually, 07528471497 is the hotline number. Email him, charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, at townandcountrypropertysales.co.uk or get in touch with him on Twitter at charlie underscore paul with an E on the end. Yeah, so lots of tweets after Harrogate. Just because we read these ones does not mean we agree with them. MS Orient got the tweets underway to the outstanding candidate has certainly got the belief and confidence back into the squad. Hashtag well done, Wellens. Orient Matty said, could you imagine where we would be if we had started this season with Wellens at the wheel. Early days, but he's got his team pumping on all cylinders. And that's obviously Matt from uh, One Hour Project. Oh, of course it is, yes. Well done, Matt. Eaton Newman, a great win. Clean sheet. Midfield all decent. And what's not to like? Les LK52 said, Reminded me of when Wellens' Swindon ripped us apart last season. What a transformation. They're a different team. Very good point there, Les. Good point. Record Blue Apps, one of the most complete performances this season. The Prattley we were promised in the summer has finally turned up. Dryden got his scoring boots on finally and Tatuu is on fire. Good performance by pretty much everyone. And although we conceded a few too many chances, we were in complete control. That's a great point. We really, we never really, all right, they, they fashioned a few good opportunities, yeah. but we never really looked like we were panicked by them, to be fair. Nada underscore 1987 said, see the difference when you have a proper modern manager compared to Kenny Jackett. Not trying to be mean because he's a nice guy, but Wellens is in a different league. Win on Saturday and we're defo safe. Yeah, Steve Chapman enforced a very good performance, great football at times. Pratty and Kiprianu had their best games for a long time, like scoring every time we went forward. Downsides, not many, but we still got caught occasionally by their quick breaks. You're, there's always going to be something, then we're never going to play someone that's going to be passive to us. So, yeah, exactly. Sunshine LOFC said, We look a totally different team. We totally bossed that game. Prattley gave an excellent performance. Every player gave a good performance and great to see Drynan back in the goals up the oaks. Yeah, good to see Prattley. A lot of plaudits, like we said, for Darren Prattley, which, you know, a month ago people couldn't believe the kind of Darren Prattley they've, they've yeah, seen. So it's true. But it's a confidence thing. It's not an ability. It's manager, isn't it? Manager getting behind him and telling him he's a good player and getting him to play to his strengths. Trousers Absolutely. and techno. So it seems like the team have got their mojo back. They've learned how to win again and it's great to see the commitment and movement shown all over the pitch. Well done to Richie for rebuilding confidence levels after only four games. Three away, we could not have expected an eight points return. Yeah, that's, good stuff. That's exactly right. John W Triple Nine said, "Fabulous performance, best of the season for me." Prattley and Kipriani, more love for them. They showed what a difference a dominating midfield makes. Really pleased that Hector showed us the player he has the capability of being. Team looks full of confidence. Let's finish the season on fire. That's all that was missing was the confidence. Absolutely, absolutely. But you need a manager to instill that and do his job. You know, to get him confident on the pitch. Ryan underscore thirty six. It's something to sort defensively, but don't let that take away from a fantastic performance for the confidence and creativity. That confidence word is appearing in lots and lots of yes. tweets. Kiprianu, Wood, and Prattley were the standouts for me. Well down to Dryden and to you for scoring. So I think you mentioned Connor Wood earlier. I think, like I said last week when I went to Forest Green Rovers, I thought Connor Wood had an outstanding game. So good to see more plaudits there for Wood as well as the other two. Daniel underscore D44 said, brilliant performance. Kipriano, Drynan, Prattley and Ogie were superb. Too many Orient fans have confused poor form with bad players. Good shout. That is the statement of the year. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a funny way. We all thought that they'd suddenly gone bad. or Plenty of people thought they're suddenly like, oh, he's rubbish, he's rubbish, he's not the player he thought he was. But it's not about ability. They clearly got ability. We saw it in the early part of the yeah. season, playing teams off the park, four ones and all of that. 
So yeah, it really is. It is. It's bad that we were seventeenth, but we have the seventh best defense, and only seven teams have got a better goal difference. So where did it all go wrong? Good point there, Daniel. Stassi, Stassi said, "So pleased we beat the horrible Harrogate side. Great set of attacking stats for a change. Pleased that threat of relegation is diminishing very quickly, and we can start watching the O's stress free again." Alan Reeves too said, announce the playoffs. That's the frustrating thing. Used properly, these players can do it. Hopefully now we can just enjoy the rest of the season and the players can relax and play with some freedom. Yeah, Brant Ruckert SC says, fun to watch, confidence growing and they seem like they were having fun. I'm talking about the travelling supporters. The team too, great to see Dryan and back on form. They were a lot of great efforts and Prattley was fantastic. Vince Howard, 73, said, excellent performance and every single player put a shift in. Special mention for Hector and Prattley. Really bossed the midfield. Six unbeaten now. Who'd have thought that? Yeah, absolutely. If you take into account the two games before um, when got Harold. the job, two yeah. draws under Harold. Yeah, good little run we've got now. Conway underscore Nigel. So just shows how dated Jacket Ball was. Same mm. players with a gaffer who knows what he wants and how to get it. What a breath of fresh air tonight. And long may it continue. Yeah, Charlie underscore Paul, social media sponsor, got in touch and said, I've been very critical of Kipriano over the last few weeks. And rightly so. He's been awful, but tonight he was outstanding. Great performance from him that he hopefully kicks on from. Uh, Wood, Prattley and Satiru, also superb. A great performance. Roll on Saturday. Yeah, good point there, Charlie. Orient Boy said, excellent performance. I've been frustrated by Hector and Amidfield, but tonight they were top-notch. I listened to Rich's post-match interview. It was refreshingly honest and motivational and there will always be bumps in the road but I think we may be in for a very enjoyable journey through 2022 and beyond now I've always been quite cagey to uh, compare Richie to Justin but it does kind of feel like similar circumstances now where Justin came in settled the ship from got experience safe, manager yeah. got us safe and then we just went on a nice little run to the end of the season and then he managed to kind of wasn't much change in that pre-season, if you remember. Only like two or three new faces in and he kept that he kept that shit going and going and going and then just kicked on from there. So there's a few early similarities between what they've both done in terms of steadying it up, getting the players to enjoy it again, getting as good a finish to the season as what they did. And then from the following season, hopefully, you just kick on, go for it and just be the best. Mm. Absolutely. Parksy1881 said, we've gone from a team full of individuals trying not to lose and worrying too much about the opposition, to now being a hard-working, harmonious squad, pressing and bullying opponents pretty much overnight. All hell, King Richie. Yeah, Billy Cowell GB said, 90 minutes of footballing pleasure. Best I've seen us play for a long time. Mm. Just brilliant. You know if Billy Cowell's happy, it's been a good performance. <laughs> uh, Casey Adams is with the penultimate uh, view on this. He said, Wellen's angry about the how poor must you be, we're winning away chant. That's a winner's mentality right there. Great yeah. point, Casey. Final word on this one goes to Molly Folly, 2019. She says, for me, that was our most complete performance of the season. Best 90 minutes. Best football we've played over the whole match. Richie has produced miracles in such a short space of time. And by instilling positivity and confidence, we've got our rows back. Hallelujah. So those were all the views from that match. The Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update. Now sponsors Carol Langley or an established local business in Chingford, East London, specialising in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events. From a simple thank you to a lavish wedding or event, they can help. Get in touch with John and the team, Carol Langley, that's C-A-R-O-L-E-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y-E-4, or John's on Twitter, he's at EssexBid. So I hope you all got your uh, orders in for Mother's Day today. Jamie Stripe, Lewis Crump, 33. Kudos to you guys. You both correctly predicted that it would be 3-0, but extra special props go to Anthony with the very catchy end of that. 53561986 and Evilist Mick, who both correctly predicted 3-0 and two correct scorers. So you get five points. So we'll do a top of the prediction league table update at the end of the show. We certainly will. So let's go to Wednesday, the 23rd of March. Quiet day at the club. Everyone got back from Harrogate safely. No news to report. O's fans buzzing, obviously, at the previous night's win. Yeah, uh, Thursday the 24th of March. Happy birthday to our good friend, sponsor, Mr Adam Francis. Yeah, I hope you had a great one, Adam. Also on <coughs> Thursday, in early evening, the club announced that midfielder Callum Riley 
had joined Solid Hall Moors on a one-month loan deal. We wish Callum all the best. Obviously, yeah. we spoke about Callum in length uh, last weekend. A few tweets saying, spoke to Callum since he's been fit for months. However, that's not what's come out of the club. So, like we said, there's obviously something gone on there. I was just going to say that. <laughs> because Matt Harold and Brian Sard didn't bring him in on their two games. Yeah, Richie's not done that. Kenny, I mean, you could question Kenny generally, but... The guy's fit and like, and he bemoaned having young players, young midfield, but Callum, uh, Callum was, was fit. And he played he played about 10 minutes yesterday, came on as I think an 80-second minute sub in Solihull's 3-2 win um, that they'd done. So he got yeah. 10 minutes there. So hopefully, you know, it'd be interesting if he gets in the starting 11 there and if he is, then whether he stays for the rest of the season. Solihull are in a promotion battle, so I imagine if he does well there, I imagine he would stay there. Well, he's local, he's made he? of the season that's kind of near where he lives. So yeah, he's from the Midlands. Interesting so. one. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So good luck, Callum. Hope it all works out for you. Then on Friday, the 25th of March, a monumental day <laughs> in the Nussbaum family. It's 42 years ago today, on that very day, a legend was born. So happy birthday to the man behind the birth of this very podcast, my oldest, one of my best pals, Mr. Stephen Nussbaum. Thank happy you very birthday. much. Thank you very much, Bearded Lejean. We celebrated immensely last night. Heads. Love There's a few uh, sore heads today. Sore heads, sloppy words, <coughs> sloppy podcast, but Excuse we'll get me. there. We'll get there. Saturday, the 26th of March, the youth team were in action against Newport County. They took the lead in the first half, thanks to Daniel and Krumah, but a 91st minute Newport penalty saw the point shared as the game finished one also I'm guess a bit of an unlucky young O's almost saw the game out but a late equaliser took the points away from him absolutely so the main event of the day was Barrow at home before the game we always run our Twitter polls to find out how you think we get on in this and after just 166 votes in 24 hours 5% thought we'd draw 7% thought we'd lose you cynical bunch <laughs> but an overwhelming 88% thought we'd win so thanks to everyone who took a moment to vote absolutely at two o'clock the team was announced for Barrow in goal we had Lawrence Vigaru at the back Adam Thompson Omar Beckle Shadow Gin Connor Wood central midfield Hector Kipriano and Darren Prattley the remaining players Theo Archibald Paul Smythe who else to you and Aaron Dryan and on the bench we had Sam Sargent George Ray Matt Young Ethan Coleman Otis Khan Frank Newblay and Harry Smith. Yeah, that meant there was just one change to the O side from the team that beat Harrogate 3-0 as Paul Smythe came into the team and Otis Khan dropped to the bench. That's what messed me up on my fan hub prediction because I thought he'd go with Otis again and bring Paul on. Oh, OK. So I'm not quite in sync with when he's switching them around, so I went with Khan. I think I got 11 out of 11 again. Did you? I've not checked. I've not checked today, but yeah, I thought he would do that. I thought he'd keep the same back four. I thought he'd keep... Prattley and, and Hector because yeah. they had such a good game on Tuesday yeah. and I thought he'd play Paul Smythe today. Paul Smythe can always be the difference um, in games, That's right. especially at home when teams are going to sit back against you. So no surprises there for yeah. me. I got I got Khan and Smythe. Liked it. Liked it. A few tweets before uh, the game. LFC Teresa said, lots of attacking there. Means business. Come on. Yeah, but like you said earlier about the bench as well, pretty predominantly like we've not had any defensive players on the bench. Yeah. Uh, George Ray obviously makes it back onto the bench and you'd hope that some of the others will, will get some time. So the match kicked off on a very sunny day uh, in E10 with the O-Nuts doing the rounds, retro day, and it was also football for a fiver. So a really massive, massive Event really, yeah. You've got eleven out of eleven. Well done. I did two games running. Seventh minute in, bit of a slow start to the game. Seventh minute, Gordon headed over from a Barrow set piece. It was a good atmosphere though on kick off. Obviously retro day. Everyone was wearing their retro shirts. I had my independent transport shirt oh, on. See, from, I like, want that one from '93. It's that so was when we first, one of the first times we started going. Our second season. It's my, it's my bar mitzvah cake. That shirt. It was. But it's yeah. such a nineties top. The fit's amazing, and the arms, the arms, the arms are so baggy on it because that's how the football shirts were in the nineties. But some amazing tops like on show. So well done to everyone. There's some who, amazing uh, collections. Like some fans have got some unbelievable collections. I remember in the in the distant past, I just got rid of them because I'm never going to wear that again. Not realizing that a retro yeah. retro was going to become a thing. Yeah, really I good. I had a March pole one, I think, at one point, and a matchroom with the with the <coughs> club crest yeah, in the yeah. middle. I saw I, I saw a few March poles yesterday, the Croatia one. I saw a few of the matchroom ones. Oh, yeah, so I love a Croatia one. I think they're doing the rounds. I think if you look, you'll find them. I think you'll be playing a pretty penny, though. XL, XXL. Well, someone wanted over 100 quid for one. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise COVID me. as well. <laughs> doesn't surprise me. 14th minute in the first chance for the O's. It's Theo Archibald, Federal Elsa 2, and the edge of the box. He shot deflected into path for Drynham. He had a shot. Farman done well 
to save it in the Barrow goal. Four minutes later, Theo Archibald found Ruel Satoria in space, but he skewed his shot wide. Again, that's Ruel getting the ball straight away, looking up and going, right, I'm going to have a crack here. Yeah. And he did. And the thing that impressed me there, actually, I think if this was the case, he missed it and he probably had better options to his left or right, but Pratt went up to him and went, well done. Good effort. Keep it going. Yeah. So the team around him, really supporting him, getting behind him. 21st minute, Barrow must have had about five or six corners on the trot. All came to nothing, but a bit of pressure there. To be fair to Barrow, Phil Brown did not set them up, in the first half anyway, to defend. He set them up to kind of attack us and try and nab the first goal. So they were coming at us. It wasn't a warrant in the first yeah. half at all. Good stuff. 21 minutes in, Barrow... Ha- oh, sorry, you just said that. 26 minutes on the clock, Prattley was booked for a foul after he'd lost possession. There was a funny uh, <laughs> there was a funny song, actually, for coming from the South Stand. Cause obviously, Phil Brown's taken over. Like, Phil Brown's going to send you down, Phil Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I heard <laughs> he was... Up. I heard for the first half he was sat towards the east stand because the sun was shining. Oh, really? I, I, I didn't spot that, but I wasn't looking for that. Yeah, yeah funny. apparently. Uh, topping up his uh, tan and getting a vitamin <laughs> D injection. There you go. Brilliant. Uh, are we, 33rd minute, are we in? Uh, we have done... We need to do that now. Yeah, 33rd minute. Paul Smythe won a free kick just outside the barrow box. His shirt was almost pulled off his back. Their play, they knew he was a danger man. As soon as he got it, they were trying to take him down. Blatant free kick. From the result of free kick, Ruel Sotiriu, not Theo Archibald, I thought it was Theo, to be fair, it wasn't, it was Ruel, took a free kick, had the keeper beaten, smashed a crossbar as the ball was cleared to safety. If you like slow-mo videos from behind goals, you'll love our video on our Twitter feed of that free kick. Very close. No cigar there, though. Yeah, it was literally inches down, and and, and it's a tremendous effort. Yeah. Uh, Things you love to see. We went close again in the 34th minute as Connor Wood crossed from the left. Satoru met the ball with an angled header and Farman made a good reaction that save. Good, good save. Good effort and good save. I yeah. thought Farman was alright actually. He made a few decent saves. He's got a hell of a kick on him as well. I thought he was a decent goalkeeper actually, Farman. In the 41st minute, we had a counter-attack. It was four on two. Satoru kept running. He tried to get a ball to Aaron Drynan, but the ball was intercepted. Went for a corner that came to nothing. I actually thought Ruel was going to just keep running and put his laces through it. But he made the right choice in terms of trying to fight. He had like two players on his right out wide and he just couldn't get them. He just couldn't didn't get the pass right. If he did, it would have literally been two versus the goalkeeper. Unlucky yeah. there. A minute later, corner in the box broke for Aaron Drynan, who blasted his sh- uh, who blast- whose blasted shot was stopped by a crowd of Barrow defenders. That was going in. He literally, he, that was going in. About two players like just jumped in front of the ball to get their bodies across it. Fair through. play to them for doing that though because where they are, they're putting themselves out for the new manager, clearly. They were playing right, actually. Yeah. They played right in the first half. Three minutes of added time were played in the first minute. Fantastic Theo Archibald cross was turned wide by Aaron Dryman. That was one of those where Archibald gets the ball, he looks up, but he gets like no run-up to it. He just puts his like, foot through it, delivered a fantastic cross. Dryman, that's a much easier chance than the one Dryman scored on Tuesday night. Gets goal side of his man, like inside, just outside six-yard box, I think it was. Put it just agonisingly wide. Big chance there. Didn't go in. And that was it for the first half, which finished 0-0. Yeah, crowd was 6,032 with 382. It's such a shame that it was a sell-out crowd, but there was still 3,000 people missing. Now, I know that 1,200 of that would have been in the away end because they didn't fill that out. So when you think that that's like 1,800, 1,800 Orient season ticket holders or people that bought £5 tickets didn't come majority of that is North Stand the club have got to do something about what's going on in the North Stand South was busy the South, South is sold out the South had empty seats don't get me wrong there were empty seats in the South and in the West but there were visible blocks in the North where there's no one there so whether that's season ticket holders who just buy it and come whenever they want and come as they please or they're selling blocks to people who just aren't coming the North it was that it was yeah that discrepancies from the away side where obviously there's a lot of empty seats in the away end and the north stand that's where your two problem areas are interesting one for Mark Devlin there to go back and assess what's going on how do you how do you change that though because I know people well they pre- can't previously it would have been easier when you tear out your ticket you post it to your friend and they then come with it you're talking about a season card now that covers you for the whole season the club so you're not going to post it the club, the club can't monitor who's going in and who's out Correct. because they're not they're not scanning season tickets, or it, so they're certainly not in the south stand. So I know like other clubs, and I presume when your when your season ticket is scanned at Orient, that it transfers Registered your information. Like, I haven't had my season ticket scanned in the south stand in months. The guy just looks at it and goes, "Yeah, go on." I oh, literally really? I could be showing the guy anything. Yeah. So I very much doubt they're they're recording who's coming in 
in the north stand. Oh, it might be, but yeah. my my my, um, my impetus tells me something different. So second half then kicked off. No subs for the O's. Forty seventh minute. Connor Wood put a delightful cross into the box, just evaded Aaron Dryden. And obviously this half, they're kicking towards the north stand, which I yeah. never, as a south stander, no. I never like it when we kick yeah. towards the north stand in the second half. It's bad omen. Bad but omen. not in this case, because <laughs> the O's took the lead in the 52nd minute as Connor Wood played a pass through the defence to Paul Smythe, who beat the offside trap, took a touch, beat Farman to take it wide left, wide left of the penalty area. And somehow, from an impressive angle, he curled the ball into the back of the net to make it 1-0. I mean, in February, we had zero Goal of the Month <laughs> awards. And in March, we're now sport for choice. You've got a... a you, Take you're, you're, you're sport just to get four nominations in because the level of goals has been that good. I mean, mm. first of all, when Conor would play that ball um, into Smythe, because Smythe's so small, <coughs> in the South Stand, no one could see Smythe coming. So he played the ball and everyone was like, oh, Conor, what are you doing? Because no one could see Smythe running onto it. And then suddenly out of nowhere, Smythe was onto it, took it past the keeper, and it looked like a, a ridiculous angle. Because he was hanging off the shoulder of the last defender. Yeah, but in the south, you can't see him because he's so tiny. And like Darren next to me was like, who's he played that to? And then 10 minutes later, he's jumping up and down because he's putting uh, it in the uh, net. But great finish. And again, a very skillful finish. And no thought process in that in terms of I'm just going to try and get it in the yeah, goal. Amazing. Like, it's like the what we call the Dave Mooney effect, isn't it? If you give to someone too much time to think about it, they invariably don't do it right. So it's about instinct. And his instinct was, I know where I'm at, I've just got to curl it. And exactly did it put exactly the right power on it, exactly the right curve on it. Unbelievable goal. For that's an unbelievable goal at any level. Correct. Let alone a League Two level, let alone your second world class goal in seven days. What a week. Paul Smythe has Agree. had and he's got a baby boy in the way which is coming anytime soon so hopefully Mr Smythe have your boy on Wednesday so then Paul can take Thursday and Friday off and he'll be alright for Saturday be good well, lass I don't know if it worked like that but be good lass Mr Smythe <laughs> Mr Smythe well I'll ask, ask the baby to do it bit <laughs> so 1-0 up 1-0 became 2-0 10 minutes later as the informer Elsa Tullio made it 2-0 ball came to him in the box first touch took it beautifully away from his defender Second touch, buried his shot past Farman. 2 0, six goals in seven games. Seems to be like in the old knee side at the moment, old Yeah, world. he fumbled a bit at the end, didn't he? But he managed to style it out a bit. But look, he can do that. I'm not a fan of the knee slide, to be honest with you, because I kind of half think that you get quad strains and hamstring strains <laughs> and all of that. I'm sure, you know, but as long as he's scoring goals and, and he looks like he's enjoying himself now, I mean, that touch that he took, the composure for that, because others might have just lashed at it. But he's taken a touch and then buried it in the bottom corner. Tremendous goal. C- supreme confidence. And he, he's obviously always backed himself. He's just not been backed by the manager. And now he's got a manager who's backing him. And, and Richie Wellen says post-match, like, I think he likes me because I, I really like him. So he's obviously a Richie Wellens type of player. And I think he's been asked if he's going to try and tie him down to a new contract. And I think the answer to that was yes. Uh, undoubtedly yes, yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah. yeah. 73 minutes on the clock. Then the ball dropped to the feet of Robbie Gotts on the left corner of the area. But his curling shot was gathered by Lawrence Vigarou. Yeah, 78th minute. Ollie Banks swept the ball over the top for Josh Kay on the left, who took a touch, shot from a tight angle. Again, Vigarou got down to gather it. It was quite comfortable. They were coming at us, but you weren't sitting there thinking they're going to score. We, yeah. we looked quite comfortable in defence, to be fair. Beckles was having a decent game, uh, and so was Shad. Vigarou still had quite a lot to do. So, Yeah, so two minutes later, a confident Paul Smith beat his man and was strong armed to the floor, winning a free kick in the process and that happens a lot they've obviously scouted him and said you've just got to take him out and suffer the absolutely free kick. yeah yeah especially when you're going to score goals like his first goal and his goals like last week it's too dangerous scouts are going to look at him and go you've, you've got to be all over him yeah, Can't yeah free kick came to nothing no yeah 80th minute then Harry Smith came on Theo Archibald came I've got to say another good game for Theo Archibald looks like he's really enjoying his football under Wellens again another player who at times under Kenny looked a bit disinterested I think it's fair to say a bit demotivated or whatever it was Theo's been fantastic in the last couple of games. Another great game again for Theo yesterday. Mm. Very good. Um, so, 86 minute then, double change for the O's. Adam Thompson came off with George Ray. Paul Smythe came off for Otis Khan. Yes. What are your thoughts about Thompson coming off? Uh, he kind of done a little shuffle. Um, to be fair, I can't remember much about yesterday, let alone the match. 
<laughs> but I wasn't surprised when that happened. I think it just felt like he was shuffling the pack around. I don't think anyone was carrying an injury. Just get minutes. I think he just wanted Ray to get a few minutes in, but I, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. Four minutes of added time were played in. Nothing else to talk about. The referee blew his full-time whistle to make it three wins in seven days for Richie Wellens. Red and White Army is rocking all over the world, was blasted out across Brisbane Rail to a very... Happy bunch of supporters of in their lovely sugar, retro shirts. Sugar in fueled <laughs> uh, fans. So Richie Wellens is fantastic interview is on YouTube. Just conscious of time and we're gonna crack on. You can listen to that on YouTube. So the league table then, the win that that win sees us actually unchanged in seventeenth place, but we've now won thirty-eight. We have now got uh, double figures in the win column now. We've got ten, we've drawn sixteen and lost twelve. We've got a positive goal difference of 13 now and we've got 46 points on the board. I think the club have always spoken about it and Martin Link mentioned it again when we last had him on, <clears throat> that they always look for seasonal continuous improvement. So yeah. I think last year, I think we finished 11th or 12th. Yeah. So they'll be looking at Richie going, right, see how high you can get us up the table. And you look at some of the fixtures and you'd go, at the moment, we're actually like favourites to win some of the upcoming games. Yeah. We've got Oldham away on Tuesday, um, which you'd look at on paper and go, right, look at the current form. You'd be looking to win that. Yeah. Then you've Walsall. got Walsall. Mm. Sutton looks difficult, but then you've got Scunthorpe at home, home to come. So there's a few winnable games. Then Swindon away. But there's, we... there's some big tests towards <coughs> the end of the suite, uh, towards the end of the season. Swindon away would be massive, yeah. obviously, because they're doing well. And obviously, Richie's former club. Yeah. Northampton. Oldham are Richie's former club. And, yeah. You know, they've got, um, what's his name back there now? Their old manager. Sheridan. Sherid- John Sheridan. Yeah, I mean, it's a massive game for Oldham, not to get too focused on Oldham, but Oldham are only three points off safety and with a much better goal difference than Stevenage. So they know one win, if they beat us, and obviously we'll come to next week's fixture soon, if they win on Tuesday, they could be out of the relegation zone. So it's, kind of, it's a big game yeah. for both teams. We've also got Northampton to come at home who are scrapping for a, an automatic promotion place. They are. And Tranmere Rovers on the final day of the season. season so yeah. it's not going to be an easy end to the season because we're playing teams who've got something to something to play for so they really have you're absolutely spot but, but on so yeah. have we so have we you know like you'd like to think we're safe now um, in terms of like we're not going to get drawn back into that relegation zone and I don't really see that Oldham are really going to do that much no he's it, not had that bounce that like Carlisle had when um, oh my mind's gone blank when Thingy came back Paul Simpson, Paul Simpson yeah. came back so uh, anyway my views on yesterday uh, you can tell Richie Wellens has brought the confidence and positivity factor back to the club it's clearly rubbed off on the players in his post-match interview, he was very much talking about, as I said earlier, not overloading the players with information. He'd noted in the interview that Mark Cooper had changed his setup for four in four different games, in four in four games in each in a different way. Obviously, with Phil Phil Brown going in, they weren't to know how he was going to set it up. So, um, you know, keep it simple. You don't need to. Football is a simple game. Um, so you don't need to overcomplicate it. Smythe's goal. I mean, what what we've already said about it. I mean, he's just. Just what a player. It's just the injury record is, is what's hampered his season. Otherwise, there's no doubt he'd be top scorer this season if we could have managed that, if that situation would have been managed. Ruel's goal, I mean, what great feat, what great composure. I mean, what else is there to say about the guy? Fantastic. Um, we expected to beat Barrow, I think, was the mentality amongst most of the Orient fans. Um, we probably wouldn't have been saying that at the start of this month. That would have been a relegation six-pointer. Um, to, to use the cliche. So really interesting, really different change of mindset. You can see it's rubbed off. Good to get 6,000 in uh, in the ground. 15 points plus goal difference away from the relegation zone now. Uh, we're 17 points off the playoff places um, and that includes, you know, we've got a decent uh, goal difference there as well. So talk of the relegation battle, definitely not on the Orient agenda anymore, I don't think. And um, yeah, well done to Richie Wellens. I mean, it's capped off a brilliant week, isn't it? And one very happy O sitting here talking about two wins back to back love it things you love to see yeah for me pretty similar to you another good win that one I felt we were always in control of that game although Barrett had their chances and came at us we looked like we had the better players which is fun, which is what you want to see looked dangerous when we were going forward looked decent at the back Paul Smith will take the plaudits another great goal but there were many good performances yesterday I think Theo Archibald had another good game. I thought the central midfielders again bossed it. Both really good. Hector drove forward at points, won the ball, done really well, which was what he wasn't doing before that. Another clean sheet for Vigarou. I don't know if you saw it on the club's Twitter feed. There's one bit, there's one part where the ball comes from as a back pass and he kind of flicks it past the uh, 
oncoming Barrow attacker and mugs him right off. So well played, Vigaru and Ralph Satiri. What can you say about Ralph? Another amazing um, performance from him. Six in seven. If he keeps his form up, he's going to end up getting the top ten of the scoring charts in League Two. But yeah, great day. I love Retro Day. I think the club should do it more often, at least twice a season at the beginning and at the end when the sun's out both yeah. times. I think it brings we people that, out, didn't we? makes people sing more, makes people like more aware of the fans around it's them. Nostalgia as well. Of that nostalgic thing. I think yeah. it is, definitely. I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. One September time, early September, and one um, in March, April time, I think would go down really well. Yeah, I agree. I'm not too fussed on the owner, I've got to be honest. like There's more important things. I thought the owner was a bit poor yesterday in comparison to the way it looked beforehand and the way it tasted and the pattern. Like Jess could have done that owner yesterday. Like my six-year-old, nine-year-old could have done a better pattern than what they saw. But hey, when I'm moaning about an owner, it means I'm not moaning about the football. football yeah. So that's all good. But you know, Wellens, what an impact Wellens has made. He's now got us all behind him. Players, you can tell, are all behind him. You can tell the supporters behind him. They're already singing Richie Wellens, Wellen White Army already. Yeah. You know, he's only been here for five games, but he's already got the complete support of the entire fan base. Which, you know, he was coming into a heavily demoralised fan base who weren't happy who had relegation fears. Five games later, those relegation fears are all gone. Everyone's like with the football we've seen. He's got supporters on track. He's saying the right things. He's making common sense substitutions and just being what we wanted, like a great manager. So very hopeful. And at the moment in time, like you wouldn't bet against him for doing, you know, carrying this form on and yeah. taking us into next season. Yeah. So, yeah, two very happy O's fans here this evening absolutely we had a huge amount of feedback after this match as well so thanks to everyone for your views that came into our social media accounts and as you know they're sponsored by town and country property uh, sorry town and country estate agents so get in touch with Charlie um, if you're looking to buy or sell and again we're going to read out as many as we possibly can but just because we read them it doesn't mean we agree with them and Boatsy's got this uh, this one uh, off the uh, off the blocks. He says back to back wins. What an impact Richie Wellens has made. The players are showing their full potential, and this can only bode well for the next season. Leighton Orient is a pleasure to watch at the moment. Richie has reunited the fans, and is pulling putting smiles on faces. That's a really good point, isn't it? Because at one point, I, as a fan, I felt very very, and we spoke about it on the pod, disconnected from the club. And I think the aloofness of Kenny Jacket had kind of caused some sort of barrier. Uh, and we didn't really feel that involved. But now you're hearing like Darren Prattley coming out and talking about uh, what had gone on previously. And you're hearing Richie Wellens being so positive and talking about the fans and, and, and as part of the bigger conversation. Not just a cursory 10 seconds at the end of an interview. Um, you know, he's, he's, it's, it's about everything. He's all-encompassing. And it's such a pleasure to hear. That's a really good point, Ben. Yeah, well done, Ben. Good point. Paul Ravens, 39. Said, excellent, particularly in the second half. Got to prioritise a new contract for Ruel. Smith's goal was one of the best I've ever seen. And I've said it before, but it's such a pity. Wellens chose Doncaster last season. Yeah, maybe it is or maybe <coughs> it isn't. Absolutely, maybe. Because if he would have come in the summer, it would have been a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah. Because so, he wouldn't have Smythe, he wouldn't have Dryden, like we wouldn't have the squad that we've got now. Yeah. So you're kind of at, like if you believe in that kind of stuff, like you're where you're at where you're meant to be at at the time you're meant to be there kind of thing. Yeah, S- yeah but it's a shame we had to go through the hardship to get to this uh-huh. point. Yeah, SR Barber 1986 said, another strong second half. Richie Wellens has made such a difference. Players like Wood and Prattley playing so much better now. And if we can keep Theo, Smythe and Ruel next season... We could do well. Also, love that goal from Smythe. What a player. <laughs> yeah, lots of plaudits, as you'd expect, for Paul Smythe. Frank Beavis says, comfortable and looks set to finish the season on a high. Looking forward to seeing who we bring in over the summer. In Richie, we trust. Steve Cab 1-2-1, said a ridiculous finish from Smythe. If that, was, if that goal was scored in the Premier League, we'd be seeing it 20 times yeah. a day. It's absolutely spot on between now and the end of the season. Absolutely right. They, they, the, the, the visibility of... of uh, of lower league football that is so poor this is a really interesting tweet now I, I like this one Richie J Bourne says the attacking threat is looking on fire many have knocked Martin Ling when things have gone wrong so you have got to give him credit for winning it's funny when you lose there's a lot of tweets out there saying Ling out Ling out Ling out when you win you don't really see many going Ling in Ling in Ling in good point well picked up there on Richie a million percent <laughs> a million percent I mean whether you agree with everything that Martin said in our in our interview, whether you agree with that or not, it's it's very much the 
you've got to be balanced with your criticism, which is what we like to think that we are here on this podcast, and we're not one of these that that's kind of knee jerky. Um, but you're absolutely it's an absolutely bang on point. He's brought in Wellens. He's brought in the players he's got. These players were signed by you know Martin Ling and obviously Kenny Jacket for Kenny Jacket because those are what Kenny Jacket wanted. Um, quite what happened with players being in and out and and whatnot is will never be known. But you know ultimately, Rich is right. He's absolutely right. It's like well done, Martin Ling. Yeah, you, you, like you said, if you're going to criticise him when you make the wrong managerial appointments then you've got to praise him to go, all right, so far it looks on paper that you've now done a Richie Wellens appointment. Yeah, absolutely right. Dave uh, Dave Nels said, the whole team have grown in confidence and being allowed to play football again. Good invention on set pieces and special mention for Hector, who looks a different player. Yeah, get mentioned again, Hector, Phil VZ1. So really pleased things have turned around so well. Really important to finish the season strongly and build now for next season around a nucleus of excellent players. And I sense exciting times ahead. Amazing Bagman1 said, What a difference Wellens has made. So aggressive when it's at nil-nil. I've not seen an O's manager push the right back up to play against theirs when the keeper has the ball. Communication, work rate and creativity summed up a brilliant team performance. The future is bright. Yeah, you love to see it. Rob, MCC68 said, Smith's goal was the best scene in Brisbane Road since Smythe's goal last week. Sorry, I don't know, this is a new one for me. Pepiat Collins said, need to keep Ruel, shows what he can do for a manager who has faith in him and his form is making jacket look the dinosaur he is. Time to bin off the £5 games though. Can't imagine they've introduced... Uh, the O's. To, uh, sorry, let me start again. Can't imagine they've introduced the O's to many who have uh, then kept buying at full price. Interesting well, point. Interesting the, point. The thing is, if you don't do it, you'll never know. True. Yeah. And would you rather be playing in front of six thousand people or four thousand well, people? Yeah, absolutely. I guess they just can't tell that how many atmosphere. how many fans are new fans, or they can, but they they're not obviously they can't tell who's going through the turnstiles or not. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how hard they're going to analyze that one. Reggie Jones. Through every passing game, the barren run becomes harder and harder to fathom. Just what went so wrong? Good question there. Yeah. Good question. Flaherty MGT said, Richie has clearly amended tactics and played people in better positions. Prattley and Ruel, for example. But the biggest thing is that he's clearly filled them with confidence. They look free-flowing and when going forward and are getting men forward to supplement a front five, long may it last. Yeah, good tweet there. Rayleigh Davis, what a pleasure to see four fast, skillful players in Ruel. Smythe, Soteriu and Drynan terrorising opposing defenders. The more they play together, the more unplayable they will become. Could be exciting times ahead. Well done, Richie. Adam E. Woodenhood said, same team, same players, an unbelievably different look. Back, uh, Wood back at left back, Archie playing on the wing, uh, pace, 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 all over the pitch. Baffling how Jacket managed to get it so wrong. It certainly is. Dan Lassman said, you could always see that Royal Soteriu could play one reason or another, he's lacked consistency, but now he's starting to become the first name on the team sheet. He carries on like this, and he'll be playing in championship within a year. Anyway, come on, you O's. Ian Hutchinson, 08, said, The Richie halftime team talk does it again. First half was a bit slow and sterile at times. Barrow pressed us really well. Second half, there was only one team going to win that game. Another piece of pure brilliance from Smythe. From a tight angle, onwards and upwards. Yeah, Orient Fan TV, penultimate tweet on this one. says, loving the way the O's are playing at the moment. What a difference Richie has made since coming in. Players look full of confidence. And if only we had another 10 games on top of what we've got left now. Rail's on fire and should be given a new contract ASAP. Final word this week goes to Tommy Atkinson6, who says, we're back. I'm so hopeful it's going to be like the Slade 13-14 or Edinburgh before the title in the National League, where it's going to be a strong finish to the season. Few tweaks in the summer, then a real powerhouse of a season next year, culminating in a top three finish. Getting my getting ahead of myself, but I don't care. Up the O's. Yeah, lovely. That's a tweet. I, I think I kind of mentioned something similar early on. So those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook. So thanks to everyone who's tweeted us this week at Orient Outlook. And if you agree or disagree with any of those, you can let us know. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. You can Facebook us at Orient Outlook Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Nicely done. So let's move on then to the Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update. 
loads and loads of people got 2-0, so absolute kudos to you. Extra special props go to several people who also got the the uh, the score right and also correctly predicted the scorer. But special, special mention to at FM double underscore Orient and at Tony underscore Antonio who took the maximum five points with the correct score and both scorers. So well done to all of you. I mean, that's an overwhelming amount of people to be reading out. Lots so, of correct ones yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So that means the top of the prediction league yeah. is as follows. So 26 points top of league is Wadsey. So Adam, we know you've been in hospital, mate. We hope you're yes. feeling better. We you look speedy recovery. Looks like the first person who might claim two prediction league titles. The winner of our first prediction league championship about four years ago. In second place, four points behind Adam is Leighton Orion and joint third place on 19 points. We've got Dan Alton, 2590, and LOFC, Teresa. So thank you for all your predictions. You can find the full Prediction League table up on our Facebook page. So still lots to play for, but Wadsy is in complete control at the moment. There you go. So let's move on then. That concludes Barrow. So Sunday, the 27th of March, today as we record this podcast, happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there. Yeah, we hope everyone's had a great one. Also, we say happy birthday to O's super fan, Lottie. So Lottie, a legendary O's fan, we hope you've had a lovely day today. Absolutely. Well done to Ruel Satoru, who made it into the League 2 Team of the Week. They put him in a holding midfielder position, so... Clearly someone's done their research wrong. I spoke to Kenny Jackett, who said put him in the oh, yeah, put him in, yeah. yeah, don't worry about anyone else. <laughs> Very strange place to put him. And to finish today's news, the ladies <laughs> were in cup action today. They were in the Sioux Sharples Cup quarterfinal. They played civil service women. Unfortunately, their cup run has come to an end. They lost the game 4-2. O's goals came from an own goal and from Grigoras. Unlucky ladies as they've bowed out of the Sue Sharples Cup. So absolutely. One hour, one minute, 22 seconds. Let's wrap up this bad boy podcast. Absolutely. So fantasy football, there is obviously no Premier League action this week, but the table has adjusted itself following last week's results. Jack Merritt is still top of the Orient Outlook Fantasy Podcast Football League. 2,127 points. Storming it. He's ahead of Dan S. Hall in second place, who's on 2,014 points. And Steve is in 176th place out of 315 players. I might ask Richie Williams if he wants to come and do my fantasy football team with me. So if we get I wonder if he does team. it. That would be amazing. <laughs> so positives and negatives of the week. Again, won't surprise you, we have uh, quite a lot of positives and not many negatives. So we're going to have... Well, none, ne- no negatives. No negatives, again, which is ridiculous, really. Um, positives in. So I'll do the first three. You can do the last three. So back-to-back wins for the first time in 2022 over the last week. Things you love to see. Second positive... Kind of got under the radar following Saturday, but Aaron Drynan back scoring on Tuesday night. Two goals, love to see it. And the third positive from me, Rob Satouille on fire. Scored on Tuesday to get his fifth goal in six. Scored on Saturday to get his sixth goal in seven. Boy, loves it. He's all over it. So, yeah. more positives to come as well. Absolutely. Uh, Richie Wellens, his start, we've played four under him. One, three, drawn two, lost nil. Yes, played five. Sorry, play five, beg your pardon. Yeah, uh, and so that would be... Yeah, I've fluffed that one up, but never mind. Uh, oh, no, yeah, play five, sorry, one, three, drawn two. Two clean sheets, very good. You you know, it's a strong, solid base point Absolutely. to win a game of football. And the feel factor has returned to Leighton Orient. Undeniable how much of an impact that will have on us going forwards. I think you could feel that when you were in yesterday. I know I've kind of alluded to retro day, but I remember like going into Orient several times this season and you get in there and it was a bit like, oh, like it kind it's of overwhelmed be a tough watch. you. Like, yeah. that, like you last couple of games, been in there, good feeling, crowd have been great, sun's been out, so long may that continue. As Paul said, no negatives, not one, nil poir again. So that moves on, on then to the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. So four nominations, and I think it's important to remember we do this based on the week. So if there's a Tuesday game and a Saturday game, we'll look at both games to try and get our hero. So we took this one to Twitter because uh, we were both out last night. We only had this one on a seven-hour voting platform of four. So we nominated... Still had a decent amount of votes. Yeah, though. very good. Aaron Dryden, we nominated for his performance on Tuesday. Yeah, his two goals. His two goals. And he played He played 90 yesterday and he'd yeah. done well. Like He worked hard and he He always does. He just didn't score the yesterday. The problem is, is he's not He's not been yeah. scoring. That's the problem. Absolutely. Yeah, Paul Smythe, obviously, we could never leave Paul Smythe out for that yeah. wonder goal yesterday. We were also two, two goals in two games this week. Fantastic. 
And Vigor, again, has gone slightly under the radar. He's made some decent Two saves, especially shapes, early yeah. on in that game against Harrogate, where the guy was through one on one with him. If that goes mm. in, mm. you're one 0 down within mm. like the first ten minutes, and it's a different game. So four nominations. They all could have won it, but there can only be one winner. There absolutely can be only one, as Duncan McLeod once Duncan said McLeod. after two hundred and six votes. With 58% of the vote. I thought it would be a lot closer. The winner yeah. is Paul Smythe. So well done, our acrobatic <laughs> forward player in Paul Smythe. So next week's fixtures then. It's another week of Tuesday-Saturday football for us. Uh, two away trips though for us this week coming up. We've got Tuesday the 29th of March, as we said earlier. We're going to Oldham. They're 23rd in League 2. They lost 2-1 at home to Mansfield yesterday. I think they went 1-0 up. uh, They did. They lost to a 95th-minute goal. Shame. No, I don't mean it's sarcastic. No, that's a shame for them. Uh, They've lost, unsurprisingly, they've lost. Their form is played five of the last five games and lost all five. Do you know what, though? They've been unlucky. They've played like Mansfield. They played Exeter last week. They've played some... Like the, the big teams Tough around teams, yeah. and I think like I said before they're only three points off it now so if they beat the motivation will be beat them on Tuesday and if Stephen needs to lose you're out of the relegation places yeah. so every game for them is like a cup final I expect it to be quite busy there on Tuesday and, and their fans will be behind them on Tuesday because they love yeah. Sheridan yeah that's exactly right uh, then on Saturday we're going uh, to the West Midlands or to the Midlands sorry to see Walsall uh, they're one point one place above us they're 16th in League 2 they lost 2-1 away at Salford yesterday their last five They've won two, drawn two, and lost one. Playing against a certain Connor Wood. Wilkinson. Oh, sorry, Wilkinson, yeah. Who's hit a bit of form recently. Didn't yeah. score yesterday, but he scored the last couple in the last couple he's of games. He's in the, the top goal scoring, um, what do you want to call it? He's, he's definitely up there, so he's, he's going to be a threat. Yeah, no, he's on. Uh, Connor Wilkinson is on 10 goals, 10 league goals for the season, so yeah, he's, he's always going to be a threat. He's probably going to want to get one over on us it's how it goes I would imagine so so before we bow out of this one we'll just give our podcast sponsors AGF Plastering one more plug so don't forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around go and visit AGF Plastering on Facebook Instagram on Twitter or go and give them an email or visit their website for all your plastering and your rendering needs so that's it thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode number 279 it's been a great week at Orient as the Richie Wellens revival continued we followed up the home win uh, at Roch- against Rochdale with another two wins as we ended up hammering Harrogate 3-0 away. And this followed up on Saturday by beating Harrow 2-0, Harrow? Barrow 2-0. And we saw more entertaining football, some special goals and primarily two clean sheets. We've got another two games coming up this week. And with the team full of confidence, hopefully we'll be having another positive Orient Outlook podcast this time next week. Bringing you all the news of two more Orient wins for Richie Wellens' Red and White Army. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give the podcast a five-star review. I don't think we've had one. I've not checked, actually, in a while. And you can review us also now on Spotify. So just go to Rate Show on Spotify and you can give your favourite podcast a lovely five stars that we'd be eternally grateful for. You can also register us as your favourites as tune in. As to Stitcher, we've got 26 now, five stars on Spotify. Thank you to everyone for doing that. As to your favourites and all your other platforms, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they're uploaded. We are also on all smart speakers. You can also listen to the pod on FanHub, which we've mentioned. So if you're not on that and want to be, give us a DM and we can give you a code to get on that one. And don't forget to pass the pod. So older relatives, so if someone went yesterday, you took someone along for a fiver and they're into it now, Recommend the pod to them. Get them listening. Get them involved with your South Stand mm-hmm. chums. And make sure everyone is listening. So we'll be back with episode 280, my friend. As we move into 280. Next, next week, when we have all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm. Stay safe. Have a great week. And listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.